0: I, Joseph Robinette, Biden, Jr., do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. I will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. So help me God.
1: Coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation is area code 914-803-4131. That 914 914-803-4131. You can also listen, uh, leave your comments, questions, concerns, whatever, in the chat room. Sign in for your free blogtalkradio.com account. Joe, go to the episode page at the bottom. You'll be able to see the chat room. You can join us there. And if you happen to be listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc., over on the show thread at Liberaldan.com, uh, Facebook.com slash Liberaldan, or at Liberaldanradio on Twitter. Uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today, but first, this week's headlines. The vote on the constitutionality of Donald Trump's impeachment trial took a somewhat surprising turn when Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy voted in support of the House manager's and that the proceedings were legal. This is a pickup of one potential vote. Of the 12, the Democrats would have needed to ultimately convict Trump and ban him from ever holding federal office again. There was only something that we could do to get those 11 additional folks to get off their asses and be patriotic. Hmm. The impeachment hearings showed Eugene Goodman doing another good deed. Apparently, he saved Romney right before he saved Pence. Romney learned a good lesson that day. When a racist mob is running towards you, run the other way. Twitter has announced that Donald Trump and his ban is permanent, even if he runs for president again in 2024. Now, if we could only ban him from running in 2024. Senate? Anyone? In COVID news, a child under 10 has died from COVID-19 in Minnesota. So much for it being safer for children, dead is dead. There is no reason to rush back going to school. And in news that should shock nobody, the Justice Department under Joe Biden has told the Supreme Court that it now believes the Affordable Care Act is constitutional. Now, will the court still vote 5-4 to four to overturn the law? Only time will tell. And that is this week's headline. Now, uh, the whole thing about school. Let's start off with the school thing. I mean, we have the impeachment hearings to talk about. We have... Uh, the million mom mom, Mar- sorry, the Marshall man, Marshall plan for moms, uh, that I'm going to be talking about. For some reason, I keep wanting to call it the million mom Marshall plan. Uh, I'm just mixing my protests, I guess. Um, I don't know, you know, I'll talk about that in a second too, but I do want to talk about whatchamacallit, about the school things. Um, Biden's, according to U.S. News World Report, Biden's goal for school reopening became more attainable, and this is when it's attainable. After pledging to reopen a majority of schools in person and in-person learning for 100 days, White House now says that a school is considered open if it holds classes at least one day a week. I don't know if that means that it holds in-person classes. Uh, his goal is to set to have the majority of schools so that more than 50 percent open by day 100 of his presidency uh, that means that some teaching in classrooms, so at least one day a week, hopefully it's more, and uh, it's obviously as much as it is safe in schools in each, each of the districts. Uh, teaching at least one day a week in the majority of schools by day 100. Um, it is unclear whether providing in-person instruction for one day a week. It was always the metric for the White House. This is according to U.S. News & World Report. Um, so, this is the one of my... Criticisms. I don't know if it's criticism, Biden, because there's always the caveat that they say that they always say that they're going to follow the science, but that he wants kids. So why set the day? Why set, um, why set the amount of time as I had 100 days instead of just saying we are going to open back up as soon as the science allows us to do so? And just leave it at that. That's, that's the one. Sometimes it's my biggest problem with Democrats one of my biggest problems with the Democrats is that they are really bad at messaging. Like there is a, he could have easily just simply said, we are going to try and open schools as, as soon as it's safe to do so. Um And when it's safe to do so, we will do it. And not, don't give a timeline. Don't give a number because as soon as you fail to reach that number, they can look at you and say, "Well, you failed to hit your target." There you go, Joe Biden failed in one of his things as president. And you know, it's nitpicky. There's the whole thing to be discussed about what people mean when they give a campaign, when they list their campaign platform. Like to me, campaign statements, camp statements made in the campaign are goals. Like this is what I want to do when I'm in office. That, that, that's how I made sure to word it back when, in the way, long time ago. What was it? 17 years ago now, 16 and a half years ago now that I ran for office uh, for Congress, at least Um, I, I, I tried to word it in such a way. I I was going to upload those things too. I did, I did find two of my campaign commercials. Maybe I'll do that next week or maybe I'll do that on the mini cast. We'll see. We'll see what I'll do with those. But I do have two of my campaign commercials that I ran in. Oof, they're cringy. But you know, back when I ran, my platform was, was not, I promise to do this. I promise to get this done if I'm in office. These are my ideas and my goals of what I want to do. Of course, it, as a congressman, if you want something done, you have to convince a majority of Congress and then the majority of the Senate and then the president that it's a good idea. So, but if you're even if you're president, you still have to convince a majority of Congress and a majority of the Senate to get it done. So that's why whenever somebody makes a campaign platform, when they set out their platform, I never really consider it to be a promise or a pledge. And they, sh- they shouldn't make it a promise or a pledge until they – unless it's something that they can do personally. Like one of the things that Barack Obama did that I was critical of was Barack Obama said that he would not use signing statements. Then Barack Obama used a signing statement. That was something that he could pledge to do, and he could follow through on because there's nothing forcing him to make signing statements. Now, so 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 maybe a better way is like, I won't abuse signing statements like my predecessor did. If he would say that, then that's a completely different thing. Then you might say, okay, well, I might use signing statements for some things. is so this is this is like an executive order along with my, this is the executive order that goes along with my signing of the law to show how I want my administration to follow the law. As it stands, because to me that's that's what they should be doing and not making signing statements. But again, that, that's something that Obama could have done and promised to do that that you know wasn't reliant on anybody else. But if but like when you say I want to push the Affordable Care Act, I want to push a plan that gives health care for all, you know that's and and has these as he spells it out on his website. That's his goal. That's his that's his ideal. But then you have to deal with everybody else in government to make it a reality, and which of course implies that it's going to be some sort of compromise. Um, so <laughs> that being said, so that's that that's my problem with with, with you know, one of the problems with, with Joe Biden's statement of 100 days, because as soon as you state you want to do something in 100 days, and if you don't get it done, then you can say then they can say, well, you failed at doing this, this you didn't meet this goal. But if you say, look, my idea, my ideal is to get schools open as soon as it's safe to do so, then you leave it open to be able to say, oh, so if something happens, if we get three more strains of the virus, like, knock on wood, I'm knocking on my head, you can't see that. But let's say we have three more strains of the virus and I don't want that to happen. Well, hopefully they don't jinx it and make that happen. But if we have three more in addition to what we have, like the South, American, the South African variant, there's the UK variant, I think there's one other variant. If we get more... That make this either more deadly or more spreadable, then you have to change your plans. And if you're not stressing that you're following the science more than you're following the days, then people are going to look at you and say, well, you failed. So why even talk about days? Because you don't know what's going to happen in the next 50 days. 50 days from now could be a completely different picture. We could have... Like magic, we could have, I don't know about magically, because we're not Trump. Like magic, it just disappears like magic. We don't, what What? is it? Just disappears like magic.
0: You know, it's called science. It is what it is.
1: There you go. Thank you, Donald. <laughs> anyway, so you have, you could—you you could have, you know, three more vaccines come out. Who knows if they will, but they could, you could have three more vaccines come out and say, you know, you know, and maybe they're really good and we can get them out very quickly and thus make lots more people vaccinated than are currently. than the current track rate that we're going at, and maybe we get everybody vaccinated. Maybe they come up with, at which point we can say, Hey, we've got enough vaccines to where we have, we have enough, you know, we have, an, we have enough protection that we can afford to now send people back to school. But let the science drive it. Don't let it be 100 days. 100 days, to, it's just random. It, it's not based in anything scientific. It's just a goal that you don't have to state. You don't have to do it. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the first uh, commercial break. I think this is the right one. Um, taking your calls as well. It's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Mad. One progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues, with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio Minicast. Talk from the Left, that's right. And I think to myself
0: What a wonderful show. Mm, yeah Greetings. This is Nimes Josh. Catch you on the tune. If
1: you enjoy Liberal Dan radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, you can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as three dollars a month, you can get a shout out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the mini cast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kind of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y O T T A dot And welcome back to Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming to you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. And you can join us in the chat as well. If you're listening live, just sign up for your free free blogtalkradio.com account. Go to the show thread live during the show, and you'll be able to join us in the chat room. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, as well over there. Or again, you can always call in if you're live. Go to uh, Liberaldan.com, Facebook.com slash Liberaldan or at Liberaldanradio on Twitter if you do want to leave comments about the show after the podcast. Also, if there's, I have a new way of supporting the show. And if you go to um, is it buy me a coffee, the link is on Liberaldan, uh, liberaldan.com. If you go to buy me a coffee and look for Liberaldanradio, uh, let me let me bring it up, the link specifically. Specifically, liberal yeah, buymeacoffee.com/liberaldanradio. If you go there, you can support the show. You can set it up to where you can support it on a monthly basis, just like you would do with Patreon, um, and or you can uh, do it just once, or you know, you could buy a couple of them, or what have you. You could leave a tip. As much or as little as you want. It's, a way, it's another option for you to support the podcast. If you don't feel like you can um, support the podcast on a monthly basis, you can at least buy me one cup, one cider, as I say. Because I'm not a big coffee drinker, but there's a place down in New Orleans called Broad Street Cider. I love Broad Street Cider, and you could buy me a cider. And I would appreciate it. I'll, it might even give you a shout out on the show. I don't know how I'm going to work that out yet. But odds are you'll get a thank you. Um, <laughs> So, what was I going to talk about? All right, so there's... Oh, there's... Oh, of course. What am I thinking? We're after the first commercial break, which means we need to do this. And now, Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio.
0: The thing that's moving my my heart and mind today is to tell you that... uh, House Resolution 666 is a search and seizure bill. It's what they went in on uh, Waco with. It wasn't 665, it wasn't 667. Apparently, the United Nations liked it so much, they even adopted it under the same number. Not 665, not 667, but 666. Uh, it is the number of the beast named. Uh It's worldwide now. Because the United Nations adopted it. That means even the Vatican probably even agrees with it.
1: And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. <laughs> There we go. And there you go. Uh, let's see. The House Bill six, the HR 666 currently is to amend the Public Health Service Act to provide for public health research and investment into understanding and eliminating structural racism and police violence. It does not sound like it is, uh, it is anything about what that person stated. Uh, however, Maybe there was a previous HR 666, which, you know, they come in order, folks. It's not like they're like, I'm gonna call this one HR 666. The HR 666 one year might be, uh, I don't know. Let's let's look at past HR 666s just to see HR 666x. That's like, I just got. To get, I just let's see, 115th Congress. Uh, Maybe this is what he was complaining about, the uh, Insider Threat and Program. Uh, Provide training for the Department of Education to identify, prevent, and mitigate and respond to insider threat risks to the department's critical assets. Provide investigative support regarding potential insider threats to me. So basically... Insider, people inside the Department of Homeland Security who might cause a threat to them. That doesn't sound like it's it. Um, 116th Congress. That's that's four sixes. That's not three sixes. So that's super evil. Uh, The 101st Congress. uh, H.R. 666 of the 101st Congress. To allow an obsolete Navy dry duck to be transferred to the city of Jacksonville, Florida, before the expiration of otherwise applicable 60-day congressional review periods. So that doesn't sound too evil, but you know these crazy wackaloons have to make everything into a conspiracy theory, especially when it comes in. And of course, there's somebody's called into Jeff show. Uh, I've talked about Jeff show, ringside politics several times on the podcast, so there you go. six six six. Um, one thing I was going to say before I got to the, you know, the ways of supporting the show. Again, the other way to support the show is to, if you can't afford to do anything, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I understand that you can't afford to do anything. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.liberaldan.com or youtubecom radio, Either way, will get you there, and you can uh, you can support the show that way just simply by subscribing to the channel. I have had in the past couple months about 20. I've gone up from, like, 80-something to 100-something, which is wonderful. I appreciate every single one of you has done so. I'm only 10th of the wave where I need to be in order to start monetizing the channel. So, in order to do that, we need more subscribers. So, and when I do get enough subscribers, when I get to 1,000, I am going to be holding a contest on the Facebook group. What's in the MC's name of Karen? Is this called Cassidy. Uh, So if you want to join in in that contest as well, you can also go to that page group and join that group as well. Um, And that's where I'm going to be having that contest. And I'll announce that contest on my liberal Dan page as well on Facebook. So keep an eye out for that. Once I get to a thousand, but we need to get to a thousand first and we're still far away from that. But if, you know, people do subscribe to become liberal Dan radio Patreons or become uh, buy me cider at buymeacoffee.com slash liberal radio, YouTube channel more, etc. So stuff with uh, – we're going to get to the girls – we're, we're going to get to the Marshall Plan for Moms from uh, Reshma Sojani, uh, the founder of CEO Girls Who Code. I, I told her on Twitter, I, I tweeted at her on Twitter, like, look, you could, you could come on the show and describe this if you want. Um, unlikely that that's going to happen. I would love for that to happen, but it's unlikely uh, but you know, we're going to deal with it. We're going to talk about the, the pluses and minuses of it. Uh, we're we're going to talk about why it's needed, why the action that's being requested is needed, but why I still have a problem with the hashtag and why I still have a problem with the name of the movement. And, I, and, I, and, I'm, and look, if I'm wrong, if you think I'm wrong, if you support the movement and think that I have, I'm have i incorrect on my concerns about the name, then please, you can call me. You can email, email me, liberalbaneradio at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at liberal data radio on Twitter, please let me know. Let me know if you have, a, if you have any counters to my arguments. if you have anything that I might not have think of, thought of, please, you know, I, I might be wrong on this, but I don't know. I, it's just from, from, from everything that I've learned so far from activism, from, from listening to people, um, especially, you know, both people who are feminists, people who are pro LGBTQA rights, you know, who want representation, um, for LGBTQA issues, I think there are some issues with the name uh, that I think could be approved, and I, I just have a problem with some of the thoughts going into this, where it's like, you know what? But we're going to get onto all that after the next commercial break. But we still got the impeachment to talk about, and you know, I was I was driving, I was i I'm, 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 I'm was shocked. You shouldn't allow this while I'm driving because to hear that Bill Cassidy, staunch Republican, voted in support of the constitutionality of the impeachment process of the impeachment hearing being held is just I was dumbfounded. I was like, what, 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 how is that possible? He thought for himself, he didn't toe the party line. He, he did the right thing. Here's the thing with the Republic. And because first of all, you've got really good lawyers making a really good foundational case as to why this is constitutional, as to why Donald Trump, as to why Donald Trump did aid and abet these domestic terrorists, why he did urge acts of sedition, that they, they're making a very clear case about this, and that's why Bill Cassidy voted to say that this is a constitutional hearing. Because they made the case, and Trump's lawyers did not. In fact, if you listen to what Bill Cassidy said, you'll basically learn that, you know, in his opinion, Trump's lawyers did not do anything of the sort to convince anybody that this is an unconstitutional process. But here's one of the things that just I don't think enough people focus on, and maybe I'm just not listening at the right parts of the day. I have heard a couple of people talk about it. But Mitch McConnell voted to say that it was not constitutional twice. He's quoted twice that way so far. He voted to not table the motion earlier and he voted on this act to say this part that says is not constitutional. Um we could have had a hearing before he left office. You could have impeached him on the last day. You could have kicked him off on you could have impeached him on the sixth or on the eighth or the tenth or whatever you wanted to impeach. You could have impeached him that day if you wanted to. You could have done that, and you could have held the trial before the end of the election and kicked him out of office and forbade him from ever running for office again. You could have done that, but they chose to not do so. That they were able to choose to not do so should not negate the ability of the trial to be held. They voted to impeach him while he was still in office. He was impeached. While still in office, now, does that mean that he's? Does that mean that you can't now convict him since he's no longer in office? No, be able to. You know, I, you, I would, I would have liked to have seen them worded in such a way with that 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 would say that any action they did from the point of the impeachments till till now is makes would be automatically removed, automatically just eliminated says you know you know this goes back to retroactive to that date of the impeachment date. I don't know if that's possible. Um if it would be possible it would be nice but you know just but you, you it's right you cannot allow as the impeachment managers said for the House and Mask Free America who is also bringing a boy I believe uh is in the chat. Welcome Mask Free America you cannot allow for a january exception person taking the oath of office, oath of office takes the oath of office starting from the first day on january 20th till the january 20th of the last day of his term that's it he, there's no exception there's no way to say that you can't hold people accountable for their actions as president after you know, just because they did the actions in January, and just because he's a lame duck, and just because the senators at the time decided that they were going to delay the the hearing till after Joe Biden took office, that was their choice to have. That was the Republicans' choice to hold the hearings afterwards. Now you have these Republicans beyond the six now that have the six that have voted. And this doesn't necessarily mean that all six are going to vote to remove or to basically what would come, what would amount to, um, what would amount to uh, not allowing him to run for office again, because as a punishment for his actions and contributing to the acts of sedition that took place on January 6th, uh, does, just because they're voting that this whole thing is, is constitutional doesn't mean that they're going to vote the same way. Otherwise. I think they will. I think you have, I think Sass and Rom, Romney, especially Romney was pissed on the sixth. you Romney was not a happy camper with Ted Cruz. I mean, there is reporting that Romney looked at Ted Cruz and like, this is you put, you did this, this is on you. And here's the thing is that in reality, I don't think that these, that these senators, that if, if, any Senator that votes to, against conviction in the impeachment trial, any senator who does that, I, I don't think they're doing it because they're supporting Donald Trump. Some, I mean, some clearly might, but I think a lot of senators realize that Donald Trump is hurting the party. And the problem is, is that you have Donald Trump supporters. And There's a lot of people who support Donald Trump? I think if if the, if if you had proof and evidence that these Republican senators would be willing, would be able to win re-election, would not lose a chunk of their base by voting to convict Trump of these articles of impeachment, or the article of impeachment, I should say, I believe that that if there was evidence to show that they would. Not suffer at the ballot box that they would be able to continue to win their Senate races, and that there's and that there that there's no way that they're going to lose these voters. If they knew that, I believe more of them would vote to acquit, but more of them would vote for conviction of the article of impeachment. But they're afraid of his supporters. They're afraid that enough of his supporters will get so disenfranchised with the Republican Party that they'll decide just to vote third party because they're going to be at the same time. But there's no difference between the Republicans and Democrats, man. They're going to say that, and then it's going to cause Democrats to win more seats because they're not going to support – because th- those people are not going to come support the Republicans in those states where they normally would. Then maybe the Democrats could win back a seat in Ohio. Maybe the Democrats could win back Florida. Another Florida says – I, I don't remember off the top of my head – which seats are available or open um, in the 2022 senatorial elections. I don't know which ones off the top of my head are, those are, um, but it's possible that the Democrats, if the Republicans did vote to remove and convict and remove Donald Trump's ability to ever run for office again, uh, I think at that point you would they would lose so many voters that it would be harmful to them and the Democrats would be able to make even more gains in the Senate, in the House, I, th- I think you would I think you would see the Democrats solidifying their hold. Now th- that's in a vacuum because that ignores the progressives of um, the leftists of the Democratic Party who don't like Biden, who want to see things, the people who don't know how to do math, the people who think that, well, Biden said that six hundred isn't enough, so he said we need to, we need two thousand. And those people who then say, well, Biden said we need 2,000, so why is he not giving us 2,000? Why is he only giving us 1,400, but 1,400 plus 600 is 2,000? So math is hard. So mask-free America says, so we agree. So agree this impeachment is not necessary. It is necessary. It's necessary for for a couple of reasons. A, the main reason is you should not be able to incur sedition against this country without, without – um, you should not be able to incur sedition against this country without – Punishment. Donald Trump was president. He clearly, for months, not just on January 6th, but for months. And the, if you just watch the impeachment and listen to the arguments that the Democrat House managers are making. I know it's hard to listen to them. But if if, if if convicted, if they're convicted, or if they convict him on the article of impeachment, they can then say that he can never run for office again. That he can never hold any federal office any federal position whatsoever. They could prohibit him. They could bar him from future, from the future, from future. Now, does that mean that somebody just as dangerous as him won't come into play or worse than him? No, I mean, obviously somebody worse than him. I mean, maybe Donald Trump Jr. would then run. And maybe Donald Trump Jr. would be worse than Donald Trump. That's kind of a, there needs to be repercussions. There needs to be, and I would say, mass free for america the chat goes biden is the one who needs to be up for impeachment what did biden do that you believe is impeachable i'll leave you with that but also want to leave you with like how how do you believe that this is for you in the chat for anybody else listening if you want to tweet me at this after the show or whatever if you if you don't believe that this impeachment should be done you know why do you just not think that what trump did was wrong do you think he wasn't encouraging people to to ride after watching the case that was laid out so far by the impeachment managers at the house? Do do you agree with Donald Trump's statements? Do you think do you think what how, that his words didn't encourage the bad behavior on this edition on January sixth? Not just his words on January sixth, but the words leading up to they. You can go back as far as last summer to see that Donald Trump was laying the seeds to start spreading doubt about. You know he's going to lose this election, and the only way we're going to he start he starts setting it up from early on. If we lose the election, the only way that we lose the election is because of fraud. And then he found the supposed fraud, which is the mail-in votes for fraud. And then he goes, so he starts laying it. So he starts saying the only way that he could lose would be if they if he was defrauded. So now all now a bunch of his supporters are like, well, he lost, so then it must be fraud. And then he starts saying we need to fight, we need to show strength, we need to take our country back, we need to we need to stop the steal. Well, what what can you do to stop the steal? Steal. What can you do? I don't know what you can do, other than I don't know what the, what he would mean other than to take action, to take violent action. And That's what they did. That's if you listen to how they were listening to him. Here's the thing about incitement. So and maybe. If a lawyer would call in, um, see. the first thing I typed in, I typed in does incitement on Google and Google says, does incitement require intent? Um, it is necessary element of the, of the element of incitement that the person indicted must be capable, but which he meant capable as a matter of law of committing the primary crime. The court argued that because the of offensive incitement is solely the acts of intention, uh, Uh, acts as decider when the intention of the person incited are not relevant when in considering of the offensive assignment has been committed. Further reviews of Smith and Hogan, the real question should not have been whether the women actually had the knowledge of whether they believe they had. The court has confused the mens rea of incitement and the mens rea of the offense incited. Uh, mens rea, if you didn't watch Legally bond means malicious will. Um, let's see. So does it... So, Donald Trump should have known that his words were causing people to believe that he was inciting them to be violent, and he continued to do so. And that should be basically the point that the House impeachment matters made. Is there so many Dems that could be a uh that should be kicked out for Congress? President Trump denying it, he did though. There, if you again, have you watched the the case that has been laid out by the Democrats? I understand you don't want to listen to the Democrats, but have you watched the case? Yeah. Maxine Waters said to get, get in people's fa- get in people's faces. Getting in people's faces is not the same thing as use force and stop a steal. And getting at somebody's face is not the same thing as as overthrowing a government, as as, as stopping a, a valid election from continuing, as storming the Capitol, as Trump encouraged him to do. He basically said, "I'm going to march down to the Capitol with you." And did he go? No. That's one of the things that's just amazing to me, is that he lied to his supporters. He told his supporters that he would be marching right along with them. And he didn't. He just went back into his little hidey hole in the White House and let them do his dirty work for them. People were trying to call. Pence was trying to contact Ivanka, I believe. Other people were trying to contact Kushner. I believe other people were trying to contact Trump himself. People were trying to call up the, like, send the National Guard. Do something about this. To stop. Trump didn't do anything until he put up a video, like, hours later that said, we love you, you're special, but go home. You don't say that you love terrorists. And these people were terrorists. Kamala should disqualified for VP because she encouraged people to riot because she would bail when did she say that Trump said that he would bail people that he would pay that he would pay Trump said that he would pay for the legal defense of anybody who assaulted a Democrat at one of his rallies that's what Trump said look that vice president Harris said it's crazy I don't believe it anyway let me go ahead and take the next commercial break. Um, I need to get a drink of water to come back. We'll continue discussing this and also throw in on the topic of conversation, the Marshall Plans for Moms, taking your calls as well, 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left That's right. Mad. One progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues, with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio MiniCast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah.
0: Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh Catch you on the
1: tunes. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today.
0: Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demi Nox, host of The World According to Nox. It's time for season two where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marsket, and find me on Twitter by the handle X That's the letter X like X-Men, D E M I N O S. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast.
1: Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kind of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yotta is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yotta.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yotta.liberaldan.com. That's yott dot And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left. That's right. This is your host Dan Zimmerman coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, To call in, it's 9148034131. zero three four two one thirty one. Let's see. I could not uh, mask free America. uh, Bringing a boy did share with us the uh, a link to a Washington Post article, which I can't read because of a paywall. Um, But according to IB Times, Vice President, let's see. Uh, she called for donations to bail out those arrested during riots. Um, let's see. Yeah, she says there's, there's a, there's a problem with the cash bail system, uh, that disproportionately affects, uh, poor people and people of color. So that's, that's probably part of the reason why she's supporting, uh, the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Uh, Minnesota Freedom From helps pay bail and immigration bonds for those who can't afford it on their own. The mission is to end discriminatory, coercive, and oppressive jailing. Um, So there's a difference between paying bail and being supportive of what they do. You can pay someone's bail or, or, or make sure that the bail system doesn't treat them inequitably and still not support the crimes that they are, if they are convicted of those crimes. It's two completely different things. So, yeah, no, supporting supporting uh, elimination of, of, of cash bail or, or, or making the bail system more equitable for people of color, for minorities, whatever, it's not the same thing as, as an impeachable offense. You're really stretching there. Okay, so let's get to the other topic. We're going to take a break from talking. You can feel free to leave comments in the chat, and I will get to them on the issue of the, the impeachment trial and Trump's encouragement of sedition against uh, this congr- this country. Uh, but I do want to talk about this one particular issue for a second, and that is not uh, common. I'm giving them, you know, you if you go to it and you disagree with me and you agree with what they say without any question, you think it's something to support and you want to sign on it, go right ahead. It's MarshallPlanForMoms.com. This is what the website says. Like the original Marshall Plan of 1948, the plan would be a financial investment in rebuilding from the ground up. COVID has decimated so many of our careers Two million of us have lost the workplace at a rate four times out of mid September alone. Millions more have been forced to cut back hours or work around the clock to keep our jobs and be full-time caregivers. This is not an isolated incident. It's a national crisis. You didn't create the problem, but your administration has an opportunity to fix it in your first 100 days. You can talk to Joe Biden. They say that you can establish a task force to create a, quote, Marshall plans for moms to implement a short-term monthly payment to moms, depending on needs and resources. Pass along overdue policies like paid family leave, affordable child, affordable child care, and pay equity. Sounds crazy. It's not. It's time to put a dollar figure on our labor. Motherhood isn't a favor and it's not a luxury. It's a job. First hundred days are an opportunity to define our value. So let's start valuing moms. So is I, I posted on Twitter and I posted this on Facebook as I posted the screenshot at Facebook. So I'm all for universal basic income for families during COVID-19 because of the co- problems that COVID-19 is causing for families, especially for poor families, single family, single parent families, yada, yada, yada. And I'm all for fixing the gender pay gap. There, you know, Women are paid at a rate less than men for many different reasons, most of them being not good ones. And I'm all for recognizing that child care is work even for your own kids. like The, the effort that you have to make to take care of your kids is, is labor and should be treated as such. And, the, and there should be recognition in the tax code um, that understands that there is some bit of a child tax credit there. But it's not enough uh, to, to meet the demands of, uh, of people who are, you know, having to spend some or all of their time at home uh, helping raise kids, especially when you don't have uh, children. Now to his credit, you know, back in the day, uh, if you remember when Chris uh, and Gillibrand the, the, the Senator from New York State, she attacked Joe Biden for being sexist um, on this on this issue. And, Joe, and if you look at Joe Biden's letter to his credit, he he wrote a letter that was not gendered. He wrote a, He wrote a letter explaining his stance on the bill that basically said that while we absolutely should be giving aid to help families get childcare that it should not allow for like well-to-do families with two incomes to just, just to just pay them to have one not work that this money should be targeted uh, towards people who need it more. Um, but he didn't word it in any way that was gendered. He, he, because he's coming from the place, lost his wife and, his kids. like, So he was a single dad. And this is, this is the problem that I have with the Marshall Plan for Moms. The, mother, the money that I have for the Marshall Plan for Moms is that it enforces the patriarchal stereotype that women are caregivers of children. We should not be enforcing the idea that women are the, the default caregivers. If a woman has a good job and, and and the and the man needs to stay home to take care of the kid, then it should be the man that does it. Furthermore, it also even those words that I just said were wrong because they enforce the antiquated gender binary. You, I I could link to two articles right now. I'm sure Mask Free America in the chat is not going to like what I'm about to say, but the science shows. That gender is more than just a binary, and the antiquated views on that gender binary are are not following science. So that's the problem that I have with the Marshall Plan for Moms. It ignores, or it enforces the the patriarchal idea that only that mo- only mothers raise kids. Even in their article, they they state. Um, women have left the work- workforce more than men, but that men have left the work- workforce in September. And now they're cherry picking numbers here too, because 2 million of us have left the workforce at a rate four times of that of men in September alone, which means that it, it's not four times the rate of men all over. It just means that September was the month that wanted to the highlight because that shows that it was much more. But how many of the, how many of that 2 million happened in September and how many of that 2 million happened earlier because the workforce is an artificial number that says how many people are working in our collective time. It doesn't necessarily mean the entirety of the people who are of age and able to work. Um, So, yeah, the the economy, the problems in the economy that are happening because of COVID-19 are disproportionately affecting women. And there's nothing wrong with pointing that out. There's nothing wrong with trying to fix that. But this plan should not just be for moms. Moms are not the only people that raise kids. If two million of us have left the work- workforce rate right to four times that the men, that means that 20, 20% of men, 20% of people who left the workforce in September were men. That's a big chunk of people. They need help too. They need help. And furthermore, People who do not subscribe to the gender binary, somebody who might not use a label of mom or dad, somebody who might be non-binary, uh, gender fluid, a ase- gender. those people might not fit in those categories of mom and or dad, and also are valid parents. So why are we ignoring those people? And this is why... I say, like, in order to I'll come into some of my Facebook groups, that that activism, especially feminism, needs to be intersectional, because too often the voice of cis folk overcome and over and talk over other people. So you turn feminism into cis feminism. You turn, you turn. Your feminism into white feminism, you know, I'm not necessarily that this is an example of white feminism, but people who do have privilege within the movement tend to get more, tend to be listened to more than those who are not. And I'm concerned that things like this, by doing things like this, by saying the Marshall Plan for Moms, and by saying, you know, and by limiting, by saying that you only want this limited to mothers, that you're not getting everybody on board that you could get with, with, and you're enforcing cisnormative and patriarchal norms when you shouldn't be doing so. And that's my ultimate problem for that. Do you have a oh jeez. Just looked out into the chat. I should have never looked down into the chat while discussing this because I knew something horrible was going to be said. We'll get to the things that are said in a second. But you know, if you if you would disagree with me again, you can email me, you can it's Liberal Radio, gmail.com. you can tweet me at Liberaldanradio on Twitter. Go to Facebook. I post this argument about this everywhere. So if you have a problem with what I'm with what I'm talking about, if you think that I'm missing the boat somewhere, if you think that there's there there's a a rhetorical point that I'm missing, the Marshall Plan for moms instead of focusing on saying the Marshall Plan for parents, I mean. Marshall Plan for moms, you have two M's. Marshall Plan for parents, you have P's. You know, so you still, you 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 still have the same number of matching letters. You still have the same number of matching letters. So that there's there's that argument that you can't make that that you know sounds better. It sounds more consistent. No. So, but if there's a rhetorical device that's being used that I'm missing by them calling it the Marshall Plan for moms and says the Marshall Plan for parents, let me know. And and I might agree with you. I might change my mind. I might come back next week and say, look, somebody made this point and I have to agree with them. So therefore, I'm going to change my mind and then tweet in support and sign up with them, put my support behind the plan. But it it goes back to what I said at the beginning of the show, that one of the biggest problems that I have with Democrats is that they're terrible at pushing messages. They, they, They try and push for what they want as the end goal say this, so to speak, or even less than what they would want. And then instead of pushing for more than what they want and negotiating backwards from there. And so you could, you, you should start, if you start off with Marshall plans for families or Marshall plans for parents and work backwards, you say, right? say all families, all, all parents have been dealing with this problem and all parents need a solution. And then you and then you say, okay, well, well, some of these parents don't need help because their families are rich and wealthy people. So then you negotiate backwards and say, okay, you, you do the Marshall Plan for parents, but it's going to be capped at a certain amount of money. And then you get to where you want to be by starting off by asking for more than what you want. That's the problem with, with, with Democrats is they, they, and, and liberal-minded folks is that they often say, this is what we should have, and this is why we should have it leaving no, room for, no wiggle room for negotiation. So then when they have to negotiate it into law, they lose things. And then people are complaining that you're not getting what you wanted because you started where you wanted to end up. It's not the art of the deal. That's not how the deal is done. Of course, even the person who's the subject of the art of the deal didn't quite get that. Because when he gave up the the thing the the embassy in Jerusalem, he gave that up for nothing. So that's not the art of the deal either. So oh, we're going to go a little long today. Let me go into do, 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 do. tell me. The, so let's go. In, we're going back into the why does the National Guard still live in D.C. because there's still a threat because there are still people who believe that. Well, I think in April, April, I don't know what the day in April is, but there are people who believe that either in March and April that that's the real day that Donald Trump becomes the, quote, 19th president of the United States because there are conspiracy wackaloons that don't like this country and want to be Confederates again. Uh, then again, pick and choose what is okay and what's not. I can forget what a lib is. I'm sorry, that's what conservatism is. Conservatism is all about picking and choosing uh, what they're going to be. That's why conservatives are often hypocrites of the week. They want one thing except for The other thing, I forgot to do that. Boo. Um, I'm not even going to give that line a sentence. You can't do that. Feminism is fem. Just feminism is just that. Feminism. I mean, there are different waves of feminism. Mass Free America. They're different. You know, you have first wave, second wave, third wave. You have uh, intersectional feminism. You have all sorts of different feminism. There's not just one way to be a feminist, and there's lots of people who would disagree on how to be a good feminist. Uh, There's some people who are third waivers who sometimes I take issue with because they will say that thir- that feminism should be – people should be allowed to determine what fem- feminism means for themselves, and then they argue amongst themselves with what their definition is. So um... – well, we won with that last rant. What threat is it? Uh, so at least he does admit that we agree on something. So anyway – I'm going to go ahead and say that this is the end of this week's episode, just because of the fact that I got some uh, some additional work to do outside of here, and I want to be able to uh, I want to be able to uh, get a good night's sleep before I start doing more, some more work for my client tomorrow. So we're going to end. call it an end, um, but I'll be back same time next week. Uh, for more of uh, this type of chat, welcome everybody to come back. If you, Again, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.liberaldan.com. Uh, you can support this podcast, patreon.com slash liberaldan or liberal, patreon.liberaldan.com. You can buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash liberaldanradio. The link for that is on the show page as well. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, etc. All the places you can follow me are on LittleBand.com as well. Just next
0: week, this is
1: moon with Little Band Radio. Up from the left, that's right.